What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, me, DraftKings winner, Hammerman. I'd hold back, except I know this is exactly how you would feel if you had won. Because I saw you doing it on Thursday or fr- Friday. Let's, just, let's, 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 you got third place. Oh, you didn't yeah. You win, but third, you know, $400. <laughs> I, I had a Friday night lead. Uh, I, cocky, I, I actually really wasn't, because you know, I mean, it fucking ebbs and flows, it's crazy. I did not feel great, uh, but congrats, <laughs> 400 bucks, you know, $20 to 400 bucks. Well, I was, week. for anyone that didn't play in our DraftKings game, we got to break this thing down, because the PJ tournament was incredible, but it, it got taken to a whole nother level, and you convinced me of something, we've been arguing about something, not on the air, off the air for a month, and I finally understand what you've been trying to tell me, so we can get to that, but. Congrats to uh, whichever uh, uh, Texan eight oh six. He won the big money, or she, I don't know, six seven six hundred and seventy five dollars. I got to tell you, John, third place for four oh five feels good. But I was sleeping on the lead. I came into Sunday. I was like DJ Kepka, Morikawa, Finau. I was, I my confidence was all over the place. Like at moments, I thought there was no way I could lose. At other moments, I thought you were going to chase me down. At one point late on Sunday, I was in fourth place. You were in fifth place. I started thinking, like, are we going to have to go live for this finish if you and me are, like, if we're on a playoff hole or something? I I was thinking it, too. And then by about a whole – I was thinking about going live when I thought I had a chance to win. And then by 13, I realized I probably couldn't win. I was trying to get some cash. Yeah. And you you could do the math for you. It was clear that once DJ wasn't going to win, you had no chance of winning the ultimate prize, right? Well, if if there had been some – like, if Finau – because I had Kepka. Not anybody was watching on TV, but Kepka actually could help me out a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't need DJ to win. The very end, yes, I needed DJ to win. But yeah, I, would would you agree? 
we'll see. I, I think there's going to be more juice in these games for football. And, and football, is, I, I think we're going to need it a little to add some juice. <laughs> Just the season's already feels a little weird. Yeah. And we're uh, we're football guys, guys. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> all I want is football. And Big it's already feeling – yeah, I mean, it, we're August 10th, which usually me and you would have been at like three or four training camp practices and be hyping up shit we saw. It doesn't even exist. There aren't even practices to attend. They haven't even started practicing. And uh, I, I do wonder once we get a big game, there'll be as juice. But it, you brought it up. The way golf is broadcast, it's just rapid fire to every player that if you're in the mix, it's all the players that you're either rooting against or for football even the red zone is not quite the same right no and I think what makes golf I didn't quite realize it and I'm fired up to do football with everybody because this golf tournament was amazing 105 150 people got in at 20 bucks a pop and top 10 paid and it was fantastic so this week we'll do another one we won't do 150 and we won't do 20 bucks but you agree top 10 for the majors paying and do the $20 adds a little something. Yes, it's great. That was your idea to cut it down from 20 to 10 for the winners and double the money from 10 to 20. And it because was right you just went do. from 270 to 400. The feel of adding a lot of money, I mean, it's not like 130 is that much money, but it's a lot when you could win. The difference between 270 and winning 405 is a big fucking difference. Yeah. And well, the, uh, the main prize of over almost $700. That's a lot of money to so, be in like a little pool. And especially one thing these you hear these stories about fantasy football pools, you can win a thousand bucks. It takes a whole fucking season. This is a four day little marathon or I mean a sprint. Well, here's the other thing that so back to your point about golf being perfect is like everybody's playing in the same game. Unlike football where you're red zone and, and every shot You might have Mahomes, I got a game that's already over, my guy got hurt, and it's just so the, you know, and the other thing injuries is the, play a part, and certainly points in football, eight yard catches, all those things for a t- all those things matter. But this is like winning is so directly tied to your individual scoring in golf that golf DraftKings is so directly tied to who's winning, as opposed to in a football game, the winning team, winning or not, is, might not be relevant to how many points a guy's getting you. Well, you could have two guys on a team; they could win by twenty points, and if the guy has two, one catch and the running back has three carries, you get screwed. Well, here's right? well, yeah, but here's an example: is like so down the stretch Sunday, I was in fifth place, winning uh, two hundred and two dollars. Dustin chips in for birdie on was that sixteen? Yeah, short hole. That takes me from fifth to fourth, 202 God, to 270. Hit it, he hit it in the hazard and still chipped in for birdie. Unbelievable. Crazy chipping. All right, so that was worth $50, fifth to fourth. Then he birdies 18. That takes me from two set, from fourth to third, from 270 to 405, because even though I tied the third-place guy, he moved into second place, and that got me bonus points. So winning gets you, like, the yeah, position of the player. So. As opposed to, now again, I'm fired up for football, but I don't know if I quite realized eight weeks ago when we started playing DraftKings golf exactly how perfect this sport is for it. I, I, I've been saying for a long time, football is equipped. I mean, it's just a normal football year. It's sweet. And, and, and football probably is – it's harder to gamble on golf. It's actually easier to play fantasy on golf than gamble. It's actually easier to gamble on football. Not that it's easy to win, but it's – it's very easy to understand, right? I'm getting seven points, this team, whatever. It's very black and white. You got a good shot. We're get, fantasy football, there's some randomness to it, but it by far is the best sport to gamble. It, it's very easy to take in the gambling. And, and really, golf is too. 
it's just hard to bet on one person against 60, right? right? Or right. whatever, even toward the weekend. But those two, you can already feel. Football's king. Golf is perfectly set up for gambling and definitely fantasy. Ba- baseball is not either. Baseball sucks at that. I tried basket- for a few days. It's rough. And basketball somewhere in the middle. Fantasy is actually not terrible. Maybe we should do a DraftKings on in the next couple of weeks if there's a big slate of playoff games, like a day when there's like 10 teams playing, yeah, you okay. know, like five like games yeah. or something. It, it Fantasy is pretty fun because you know the players. They're all famous. But if you're not equipped in 2020 to be sweet for gambling and fantasy, because what do those two things add? Urgency. And like you've always said, football just has that built in anyway. It just gets some younger people, these apps. I mean, obviously DraftKings is paying us to talk about them, but we organically, they didn't pay us to put in our own 20 bucks to play in this game. Or what have we played? Eight games. So that's 80 bucks, 90 bucks. I mean, we're, we're fucking, I'm having a fucking blast. I enter other games. I was in like seven, I was in three games this week, but, and it's just, it's fun. I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm not. I'm just saying that from the fucking. Yeah, this isn't even the DraftKings commercial. <laughs> no, I mean it's badass. It is badass. You follow the sport way differently. Like in basketball, you already know. Like, you know the guys. Like in golf, you kind of there are just some obscure guys that you kind of start getting a feel for. You're like, fuck, I, I like this guy on my squad, or I'm never touching that guy. Yeah. So. Yep. I, I've had. It's been sweet. You had actually let's let's. There's a couple more things on this before we get any further. I'm gonna need some eads.com promo code ham just to fall asleep tonight, Sunday night. If you're listening to this Monday, hopefully I got a good night's rest. Ease.com. We appreciate the support. We love the support. Means so much to the podcast when you do it, when you use it, or when you share it with somebody else. If you've already used the promo code, ease.com promo code ham. Twenty bucks off your first delivery of fifty dollars or more. Ease.com, promo code HAM, all over California, Sacramento, all the way down to San Diego. Vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, you name it, they got it. Go to EAZE.com, check out the menu, promo code HAM, get you $20 off uh, a purchase over $50. Very easy. If you've already used it, tell your friends, your roommates, your girlfriend, your wife, your parents, whoever, use one of theirs. Get the, get the special. We appreciate it. We also uh, need you to use those promo codes as part of the deal here. So you like the podcast, use the promo codes, and we uh, tip our hat to you. Yep, absolutely. Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM. Anyone 21 or over, share it with them. No matter what state they're in, let them know, especially up and down the state of California. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Just like golfers at California majors, this stuff is made for you. Made for you. Do it now. Ease.com, promo code AM. Podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. We will have another DraftKings golf game going up on Monday. Uh, I need some time to recover from that, John. And like you said, let's absolutely make a plan. So get in. Once you're in, you'll get invited to our basketball. To, we'll do a basketball game this week. I like You said playoffs. We'll do it for the playoffs next week, maybe. I mean, we'll do it. And that we just pick a day when they're I'm actually going to play a few times this week just to kind of get into the basketball flow this week. Yeah. Eight players. I haven't been super locked in. I'll admit, uh, Luca, John, take Luca. He had like 32, 14, and 19. Yeah, he's going to cost $19,000. <laughs> Eight players under the cap. You get the points. You get the three uh, You get the three pointers, rebounds, assists, all that. Plus, uh, when you use the promo code HAM when you sign up, and that's the key. I don't want to bury the lead here. Use the promo code HAM when you sign up for a free shot at a million bucks. Code HAM. I'm going to start peeking at week one. I mean, we're not that far away from week one in the NFL. Just some matchups. Just get some guys in the back of my head. You know, just a couple players in the back of my head. The U.S. Open guy is, I think, 
the second week of September. Maybe it's week two of the NFL season. So, I mean, we got big golf tournaments. And I think in two weeks, we actually, Tiger kind of said today, did you watch when Amanda's like, when are we going to see you next? Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm take this week off. Like, I kind of alluded like he's going to be back in a week. Is that is and then and then I think Nance mentioned there's like a WGC in Boston TPC that maybe gets Boston, yeah. So maybe they'll get him there just for the points. I, I actually thought he looked pretty good. You know, all, he just couldn't make any putts, but he was by no means like some scrub. Like he belongs. He's he's going to have to just have an unreal week putting to win a tournament probably. Uh, but I, I thought it was encouraging. DraftKings download the app promo code Ham. Obviously, football's right around the corner. We're going to keep playing golf. Some NBA games. It's just you, you can just dabble. You can enter games for like a dollar or two dollars. It's yeah. not like it's, every the entry point is not expensive. No, it's if if you're listening, you're like oh, I haven't really done it before. It's it doesn't cost you hardly anything. Now the minimum initial deposit just to make a deposit is five bucks. But I actually did that five dollar games. I did that with baseball, John, because I, I hadn't played baseball DraftKings before. I got in a couple games that were initially there were some games that were three dollars with a was it three? Yeah, I think it was three dollar entry with a minimum three dollar win, like last pace place paid three dollars because it was like 23 you know it was like fifteen thousand people or something so it yeah. didn't cost you anything to play right gotcha um and just kind of get your feet under you so it's look for those i would recommend looking for those games early on if you're just trying to kind of find your way yeah. um i just uh, yeah so uh download so, the app promo code ham promo code ham promo code ham download the app pga championship the golf we can talk we can keep talking about the DraftKings, but the golf was awesome um you had you were in tenth place last till the very end. You would have won what like a hundred and eight bucks, and you got bumped out from by some I don't even know what it was that bumped you out. I, Jason Day lipped out a couple of putts down the stretch, or I was I almost had it. He missed a birdie putt on seventeen. I I God, he, J- he gave me a good shot though. I, I think Jason Day has to be one of the more underappreciated golfers going right now, don't you? Remember when LeBron took out his wife? She got stressed at an off NBA. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they were sitting courtside. They live in Ohio. He seems like one of the more like, like Kepka ain't talking shit about him, you know. Like you just he to me, it's like. But his back Kepka, is always about to lock up, and he still. I don't know. I, I, it just there's something special about. I, I think I might start incorporating this. Like, hey mate, how you doing, mate? Yeah, thanks, mate. He just said that a lot today. A lot like, of cheers, Good job, Jason. He's like, oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it, mate. You just say mate a lot, and it just feels like uh, you're very inclusive, mate. I, you know, I, I, I thought, guy, it was 98 degrees in Walnut Creek today, mm. 98 degrees. Wow. I mean, hot as shit. It looked freezing cold out there today. And even they were saying, like, it's it's brisk out here. And, and I read someone, like one of the No Laying Up guys tweeted that they got a DM from someone that's like a huge reason. It, the days when it gets hotter out here, it actually gets colder where you are indefinitely in South San Francisco because the air pockets, like I guess the hot air forces it and then the cold air has to sit. So on days when it's 100 degrees, it's always going to be colder in that little region. When it's 70 degrees out here, it actually could be 70 degrees and be fine there. Hmm. So I, I, I knew today when I went out, it was hot. I was like, I bet it's going to be pretty cold. And I thought by far that was the dreariest day of the week. Yeah. Right? Yep. It just had an overcast the whole day. It looked cold. Only a couple tough guys wearing Bryson and, and DJ, just short sleeves. Bryson had short sleeves on the whole time. I, I People talk shit. Like, I do like the color scheme. Like, his... I don't wouldn't call them tie dye, but I think the Puma makes pretty good shirts that he wears. Yeah, I, they I make mean, some pretty good. Did you happen to see Bryson's interview on Saturday after his round? Probably. It, uh, no, I didn't. No, it I was didn't. it was as good as I've seen him. He was basically like, "Look, I just I don't I don't remember it verbatim, but the tone of it was like, look, kind of 
understanding that he's like, I, I love the sport. You know, I'm trying to th- just think more positive. There are times where I think I'm getting unlucky and I'm getting screwed and I have to recognize the times when I am getting lucky and that I'm not getting screwed. And so I'm working on that a lot and I hope people just see my passion and that I'm, I'm trying to do the right things. And that it was just really good. I mean, I thought it was really good. And then you watch him and he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, him and Finau, would you agree? It's just if you pick those guys on your DraftKings team or if you pick those guys to win a major – when you go mybookie.ag ham one, you are just eventually those guys are going to win. Well, well, I would say Finau just because, I mean, he hasn't really won anything. I think he's won one tournament in his career and it was like an obscure, like Puerto Rican o- open. So it's just clearly something's a little off there. It's fair not to elite yeah, player. Yeah. Bryson's in his own I, category. I, I would say this Bryson DeChambeau is a 100% mortal lock to win a major in the next three or four years, right? Like, he is, unless his back goes out, he is going to win a major. I thought today watching, like, the stat of he's never been top ten in a major, that's irrelevant. Like, he's not the same guy, right? Like, he's skinny, this is a new human being. He's hitting it, and and this is also Tony Fina. I was texting a couple people today. They're hitting it 320 in freezing cold temperatures with fog when the ball is not flying. Like, so he's actually hitting at 360 yards. Finau, too. I mean, Tony Finau is, he's a freak. Like, he, I mean, Bryce is swinging out of his ass. It doesn't really look like Tony's swinging that hard. Tony is, I mean, as big as, I mean, DJ looks like an NFL quarterback. Tony Finau looks like a fucking professional athlete, right? I mean, he's just bigger than all these guys. How, Cameron, also, he's, so, he's such a smooth swinger, right? Yeah, to, to me, like Scotty Scheffler. Right-handed Bubba Watson. Looks like a guy that played college baseball, who hasn't fucking touched a mitt in like four years, and drinks a lot of beer. I mean, that guy drinks a fucking shitload of beer. He looks thirty six. You Google him, I don't even think he's twenty five yet. So he's just—he's one of those guys that are just like, God, you look old. You look like oh, you've been playing with Tiger since uh, the in the amateur. You guys came up together? No, actually, I graduated college in two thousand fourteen. Him and Bryson, I guess, were the same age. Like, grew up. One went to SMU, and I, I think Scotty Scheffler might have gone to like A and M or Texas, or he went to a Texas school. Because I saw Jane Slater tweeting like when she worked in local sports, covering just all colleges too in Texas. Uh-huh. She covered like Bryson and him, so he must have been a big time blue chipper. I mean, Cameron Champ, Sacramento kid, yeah, homeschooled. Did he go to UCLA? Did he? I, I think he did. Yeah, Cameron Champ. I thought he did, but I did not know that. A and M. Quote me out. A and M. Okay, never mind. Oh uh, yeah, but he wants. He's a sack guy. Yeah, that I knew. I mean, there's handful of guys who. Yeah, I. Um, I. It's just crazy to me how many guys, and you saw it coming down the stretch. Did you hear on the broadcast? They said, "Well, what's going to be the plan for a playoff?" And they were like, "Well, they'd all go off in one group." So if, if there, there were seven of them at one, yeah. Point, if, if even if there were five, like they were to they were to play three holes as a group of seven, I, I would have said once before Colin knocked it like five feet to tap an eagle, and it was clear that he was. You were just going to have to tie him, like yeah. he was not going to be in the pack. The potential for like a six person or five person three hole just fucking play to the death would have been incredible TV. Would, would have been not. one of the all time. <laughs> <laughs> sporting that finishes ever. That would have been sweet, especially with all these guys. They're all, who was the crew? It was like Wolf, Day, 
Morikawa, DJ. K- Paul Casey. Yeah, Scheffler, uh, Champ. It, it just would have been just like, holy fuck. I, here's what I know. People acted like Matt Wolf because his swing's a little funky was going to be kind of hit or miss. I, I think he's just a lot of hit. You think he's more <laughs> consistent than people thought he was going to be? I mean, isn't he kind of already a so talented? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he he is a guy, and maybe this is kind of like Morikawa. It's hard to know, right? You made this point. And I think Paul Casey said it. Jason Day said it. It's hard to know how things might have been differently if there were fans there. But I will say this for Morikawa, and I think the same applies to Matthew Wolf. Is these are not just guys who have been really talented and always been one of the best and then they've risen. Like these are guys who have won. Like these are guys who have won college championships, right? League championships. Like they're winners. I do think Wolf just has some ex- But you would agree there's a big like in I'd say in the in in college football. Like if you play at Alabama, you are used to incredibly intense environments, right? College golf, people don't really like you watch like during Corona they had the replay of last year when a Wolf and Hovland, they were playing like Texas. There's not that many people there, you know, like right. today. And even I think Jason Day said he's like in San Francisco, this place would have been bananas. Yeah, right? yep. It, it would have been bananas, which there would have been a lot of cow people there rooting him on. So who knows? I'm not saying that it would have been. You would have felt it though, for like, sure. I would have said I would say DJ by far most equipped, unfucking phased by anything. Kepka actually might have fed off it a little bit. Maybe Kepka needed it, yeah. Would you agree the Cameron Champs, the Schefflers, like typically, historically, they kind of crumble in that moment, like the first time around, right? Morikawa, who knows? Maybe he's just, him and Wolf are just elite. I mean, there's three of them. There's Wolf, Hovland, and Morikawa. Like, Hovland's the shittiest. What did he shoot today? Like, is he like 500? Just super solid, yeah. But, but, (laughs) but, and I think you're right about the fans. I, I, I do think there's something, too, when you watch Wolf, and we've seen Morikawa play in other events. Again, he hasn't been a pro that long, not with fans. Last only, So this was Wolf's first major, and this was Morikawa's second, right? But it was Morikawa's first major as a pro, right? Because he played last year at Pebble as an amateur. But I do think there's something about both those guys, and I just, you just made me think of it with what you said about Wolf, that they do, they are just winners. Like, they've won at every level they've been at. They haven't just been in the group of the best. Like, I do think... I think they're winners, so I'm with you on on Matthew Wolf. Um, yeah, you I, hear some you, prize numbers. Colin Morikawa yeah. won 1.98 million dollars. Wow. And Dustin Johnson making that putt, the difference in tying for fourth, two hundred and five dollars, four hundred thousand dollars. All like Wolf Day, Finau, a bunch like six guys got four hundred thousand dollars. Casey and Dustin Johnson each got nine hundred sixty-eight thousand. So there's almost a $600,000 difference in wow. finishing and if, tied with Casey. And for Casey, for Dustin tying him cost – what did that cost Paul Casey? I mean, I would imagine t- $1.1 million or something for a second. This was a huge purse. Yeah. Like, yeah, that cost him a couple. But I, you feel better about, like, you can't control that. To me, like, when other people hit pots. No, but it's just – all I know is if I'm rooting really hard for the 200 bucks that Dustin just made me, Paul Casey's got to be rooting against him. Well, 100%, but I, I think it's easier to stomach other people doing shit. Like, I can't imagine right. the feeling when you hit a putt. You're like, God, I, and you look back, you're like, that putt just made me $600,000. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dustin Johnson has a lot of cash, but still, that's a that's a big swing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a big putt for Haberman and for Dustin. Jesus. And for Paul Casey. And what for Max Lautman, who I knocked from third place to fourth place. Last place, Sung Kang. 
$18,000. You think that even covers the Airbnb for the week? It's a great question. You got to give your caddy one point, you know, eighteen hundred. Yeah. It's a great question. What do you think if you're Tiger Woods? What do you think he got? He finished minus one. Like, what? If you're Tiger Woods, he won $45,000. Okay. When that just gets direct deposit, is that like when someone sends me a Venmo for like 20 bucks? Is that what that feels like? And you're like, did that money go into the account or not? I don't remember what it said before. Do you think you even notice it if you're him? Well, which account does it? Like, is it all in one account? Does he just have an account for winnings and that's what he spends on like, you know what I mean? Like he's got this separate account where just his golf winnings go and that's just like his gambling money, his play money. Because well, his endorsement money is a lot bigger. Well, yeah, I was playing golf with my brother on Wednesday, and we were talking. Where'd Jeff you, finish? Way out. If you had, like, would you put your caddy? Do you think all these guys, especially the top guys, their caddy gets health insurance? Like, they're the business, and they just pay for their caddy's health insurance and the, his family's health insurance. Do you think is that how it works? You think the caddy has to pay for his own health insurance? Because Jeff I was mean, like, well, I, if you had a caddy, I, I would imagine these guys have corporations you just would do that i would think like that'd be the right thing you would imagine if you're the player you do that for the if, caddy if, if i if i'm justin thomas as opposed to the caddy being an independent contractor just paying for it himself I he's think, an employee I, yeah cuz jeff was like and he had a good point wouldn't you want to do if money's no issue it's one thing if you're making $200,000 a year right but if you're a guy that's like making millions of dollars you know, uh, Jeff was telling me like for their uh, the ranch, you know, a, a family of four was like seventeen hundred dollars. Like if you can't do that for the caddy, like that's guy's part of your group. So yeah. you're talking, you know, twenty thousand dollars a year. I heard, and I, you're writing it off through the business. It's a good, I, but yeah, I don't know. it makes sense. I mean, I, if it's really one of your, if it's one of your guys, like I heard a discussion. But like, you know, Finau broke up with his side? caddy like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's but but I, I just think you when you have that guy, you want him to like. You're in it together. He's the only guy out there. One of the I heard somebody make the point. Was it on the No Laying Up podcast or maybe it was on PJ Tour Radio? I heard a great Phil story on PJ Tour Radio the other day, by the way. But um, they were saying that because there was a question like, was this on No Laying Up? Or they were like, is Phil is is Justin going to pay Bones his ten percent? Because part of the ten percent is just the grind of week after week after week. Now he probably does right, but. I wonder, I mean, is he paying Steve? Steve? Is his other guy named Steve or something like that? I, I think it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Who might have the corona sick at Dizzy, you know? But I, but I, that got me thinking, like, I would imagine good Justin's yeah. covering all that guy. Like, that guy's been with Justin for, like, five years, like, the peak of his powers. Like, in the, in the it, you know, in the bunker with him. Like, not the actual so, sand bunker, but the bunker. Yeah, yes. In the, <laughs> the grind, just standing there behind him while he's hitting golf balls till 7 p.m. Like, the, the thing with Bryson, you see that last shot. When he's like, I like it eight thirty three, and the guy's like, got to go to different pages. Like, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Even more, Kyle and his guy were doing a lot of math. Yeah, to me, they got a lot going on with these guys. These young guys are doing all these analytics. Um, you, Dustin's like, you just hand me a seven, bro. The the, the Phil story I heard because you tweeted this, and I do want to mention ESPN Plus, but you tweeted this week, or maybe we were talking about last week, and I agree with you. I think PGA Tour Radio on Sirius XM does a really good job. If you can't watch. The story I heard, some old, I don't know who it was because there's their shows usually even if it's live during the event they've got like four guys just talking telling stories, and one of the older guys was saying he he was playing in an event like in Tucson, in the '90s he was kind of older his career was over, and Phil Mickelson was just out of college and Phil was in this event and Wednesday night this guy goes out to play the back nine as a pra- his final practice round before this tournament that he's going to play in, Phil walks up he doesn't really know him he's like can I play nine with you sure. 
They play six. They get to 16, and Phil's like, hey, how about we do this? You play with my clubs. I play with your clubs. Hundred bucks a hole. Well, the guy's lefty. The other guy's righty. Right. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, three hundred bucks later, I find out Phil's a hustler. Phil's naturally right-handed, right? And it so they, his ass. They're just laughing about how that's Phil's hustle with ping pong with all kinds of stuff. Do you think Phil telling a sex joke with Jim Nance is one of the more awkward things you've how ever about seen? Nance got the joke. Faldo didn't. Like, do you think? Had Phil been thinking about that when he walked Phil up? Like, Phil only I got, I went got on finger. TV to work that joke in. I was convinced. He only wanted... Did you hear follow follow on you, Sunday? Do you, do, you, do you have to finish the joke or do you just let it lie? No, you let... Like, you, I'm, you I'm, I'm good at three things. I'm good at talking golf. I'm good at playing golf. The, the joke is you don't stop. say the third thing. Yeah. But did you hear Faldo today? He's like, I sure hope Phil's daughters weren't watching yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, to me... Was he saying, I think he's got, like, does he have four kids? Just say, like, making babies? Or does he just mean having sex? Yes, that's yeah. what he means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was like, Phil. Phil, I, I also think this, and it's pretty clear, and I think Peyton Manning would be the same thing. <clears throat> like Peyton, he's so rich. I mean, he had a stretch where he was the second highest paid athlete in the world for, like, four straight years behind Tiger, remember? He was making, like, $70 million a year. He would be. He'd blow Faldo out of it. We, we saw him on the match with Brady. Like he can just. He talk. was really good on TV. He just well, so he just, specific. He just gets right? it. Yeah, yeah. He just. He's so into the weeds. And in Faldo's I, defense, like he's not. Oh, well, I guess he was there. What am I talking? He about? was. It was yeah. his first tournament there today. But I mean, I, it's. it's I, pretty I don't unique. think Nick Phil just. Was, I, Phil just walked. I don't think off Nick Faldo's very good. Yeah, he just walked. No, I know it's it's not apples. I enjoy apples. him, but. I I, I also I think that Phil just he knows all the players and just like I. I'm not anti the broadcast, really, because Jim Nance is fine. Like, Jim's good. Sean McDonough said something today that I was like, bro. Because you said last time, you're like, he's, like, making fun of Bryson. Today, Tiger had a bad chip shot, and McDonough's like, he really needs to work on that sand bunker game the next couple weeks. Like, Sean, you're talking about fucking Tiger Woods. Like, he needs to work. His shot wasn't even that bad. Like, to me, Fleming just kind of went with it. Obviously, Scott, I think Van Pelt's great. Was choosing. McDonough's fucking giving his opinion on every goddamn shot. He's, he's I, analyzing. Bro, now, the, you know why you got fired from Monday night? Like, one thing I read like a year ago was obviously he had terrible chemistry with Gruden. The NFL hated how negative he was with the refs. Yeah. Like, he used to freak out with the referees. And didn't you tell me, or I guess I've heard this before, that on baseball, he's like, it's a lot. You know, no, like I, I, didn't, I haven't really Red Sox heard games. Him. It would just be like Jesus Christ. Every pitch is not. I the saw. Wrong pitch. I saw some of. The, again, was it the no laying up guy? You know, he used to do golf, so I think probably he's done golf. He's done so. golf for years. For years, and he's. So, I think ESPN. He's done like when they've had stuff for the last couple decades. He's done it. So I got ESPN Plus for Thursday and Friday, just because partly because we were so invested in the DraftKings game that I just and it was Harding Park and it was seven a.m. Like. It's just rare you get sports seven a.m. to watch on a weekday, especially yeah. so that are like, that are good. Yeah, you know. So I did it. It's four ninety nine. I don't know that I'll keep it, but I thought it was what, what else? What else would be on there? I think all the Peyton's place things are on there. I, rest in peace. But like a reason to keep it would have been if it all of the Kobe detail stuff is on there. Um, so they 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 pay for content to specifically put there. Almost, I get. Yeah, I I don't know that there's that much original. Like I think like you know all the. 30 for 30s are on there. The last dance is on there, whatever. But it was really, I'd imagine they got a pretty good bump off people like you because I, I didn't do it. I just listened well, to the radio. I, and I had a few people like I was DMing actually because I tweeted something about it uh, uh, with Hunter Bishop, you know, the Giants first round pick from last year. 
yeah. big golf fan. He's like, why is this? I, I want to watch it on TV. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, man, you and everybody else. So we were DMing about it, but it's just where it's just where it's going, right? And I tweeted, hey, four ninety nine. Aren't there aren't there apps like on smart TVs for ESPN Plus? Yeah, so no? I have like Apple TV, so I just you know subscribed and then I watch it on my television. But I understand. I do agree. Like I told him, like I, I'm with you, dude. Like it's easier just to hit the remote, whatever. How old's Hunter Bishop? Uh, well, he would have been a college senior. Uh, was he? He was three or four years at ASU, and then he came out last. You know, he was drafted last year, so second gotcha. year's a pro. Well, if he turns out to be good, let's cultivate that relation. Maybe. He'd be yeah. Well, we've been we've been talking golf a lot. <laughs> Maybe he can get on the courts with us. I don't know, but um, he's a Giants first round pick last year. Yeah, he was like ninth overall. The pick. Arizona State. The Arizona State kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, you never know. I so thought I, me and Derek, I thought Derek would become a pro bowler and we'd be buddies forever. He blocked me on Twitter like four years in. You I'll know? send him in. You just, you, you never out. know how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just don't start screenshotting texts. So, yeah. um, so I, I tweeted, Hey, the four ninety nine made its money. Right. And Dennis O'Donnell, who, uh, we've known for a long time here in San Francisco, local sports anchor, tweeted and he's right he's like it's basically he tweeted it's criminal espn already takes enough of your cable bill and i was like yeah dude i agree but I, either this is just what's happening and either we can watch or we you know like i just want to watch so they got me because he's right espn is like eight dollars of your cable bill basically it's a relative to most cha- most channels account for like 50 cents to is what most channels cost you yeah espn is Eight dollars. I mean, it's basically. But really, what HBO. that is, the NBA, baseball, and fucking and and Monday night. Football. Yeah, those rights dollars have to come from somewhere. But they're disproportionate for the view, especially if you have cable and you don't watch sports. You're really would you, you're would helping you, would subsidize you my sports watching. One hundred percent. That's the that's the beef on why people are cutting the cord. Why the sports watching public is not as big as you think relative to the mass population when you factor mm-hmm. in how many people are watching a game. Mm-hmm. But if I told Guy or John. Would you pay $8 to watch Monday Night Football You know, for the month? You would gladly do it. Here's the pushback, though. Like you said, more people start cutting costs, and they can't get the people that don't watch subsidizing that $8. That number could drive dramatically. That's why I've always said the bubble in basketball on the money is, is outrageously. It's going to pop. You know, Because it was never what people are paying that do not watch the NBA. It does not pencil You know, them more than these other sports. Because golf is not necessarily predicated, like their purses are by these huge sponsors giving them money. Now, it helps with more and more people watching. That's probably a huge tie-in. But like the reason the NBA's, the, these $300 million contracts have been given out, is a lot because of these media money and no one's watching. That's why when we get in these arguments about that's where ratings do matter, because that's how you justify getting these huge amounts of money from these fucking people that can put it on the cable and charge a shitload and that's like keeps it all flowing. And that's what I always get back to. It's all based on people sitting on their couch and watching. So the, 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 the revenue stream is the human sitting there and watching. ESPN Plus will be a success if they can get a lot of events like this and get people like you to, out of the blue, just sign up. Right. And if they had more good shit, you would just keep it. And you I would, think even not, you, like, I just it's one of those deals where I've, I haven't done it. I haven't I'm a, done it. I'm, a, done I'm it. an event away from doing it just yeah. because on Thursday, I wasn't at home. I was listening on the radio. Okay. And then Friday, like, I worked out in the morning. I just wasn't going to be sitting at my desk like I normally would on like a Thursday or else I probably would have. And the way my golfers were, were playing in the afternoon on Friday. So I didn't give a shit about the Friday morning right. when I kind of w- could have watched. Right, right. But they are an event or two away from, you tell me, three of my guys are going off Thursday morning at the U.S. Open and they got it. It helps. Because I, I do think they would push back to Dennis O'Donnell and go, well, 
We did give you back-to-back days, one to seven. That's sick. That's twelve hours of coverage for two straight days. No doubt. Uh, I mean, Mars that's Mark, the like, West Coast, West Coast golf is just. But I, I think Dennis's basic point is like they're already charging you more than anybody else is charging you. Now they're double dipping, and he is right. But ultimately, what's going to happen is it'll just cost ten dollars for ESPN Plus, and you know people just won't have cable. Or it'll well, cost fifteen dollars for ESPN Plus. But if I told you ESPN Plus, what they do have are a Sunday game and a Monday night football game, they would have no problem subsidizing fifteen dollars a month, right? Yeah, yeah at some would point, you, would you pay fifteen dollars for Monday night football a month? Yeah, I mean, think, think about what I pay for HBO or what I pay for Showtime or what I. You and, know. and you can go on a given year where they don't even produce a show you like, right? Yeah, you just forget you have it. Yeah, so you would gladly do it for an event you know every week you just want to watch. Yeah. I actually it's like oh man on fire is on okay I guess I'll watch that but don't you think that's where we're headed yes paying just like the NFL package well where we're headed is a la carte and so it's going to cost more because they won't be in as many homes because the only people that have it will be the people that actively select it like orange chicken do you think a lot of people would buy the NBA that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> now, I mean, yeah. if they're on broadcast TV, right? If you're just buying TNT, or you're buying, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're paying for a specific. But why would you buy TNT? Why would the average viewer buy TNT? I mean, you know, NCAA tournament, uh, NBA, some show, some baseball, some shows. Yeah, I mean, it might be that you're not even. To your point, it might be that it's like MLB Sunday ticket. It's all that stuff packaged together, and your local team NBA. is on your local channel. I feel like baseball would have an easier way. Like, think how many Cubs fans, Giants fans, Dodger fans. Like, would there just be a lot of, like, Lakers, obviously. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be negative on the NBA. You're talking about just, local teams would have to pay? Local, like, you'd have to buy it in your own market? I, yeah, I, I don't. I haven't quite figured that. You just To me, you'd almost buy, like, you do with the NBA package, and you just get it all. That, yeah, like, I, I think that, that's that, When you say right. a la carte, that's where I think we're headed, like, where does the where do you find the NFL? Where you find the NFL? Now here's where they couldn't do that because they make so much money on two or three people paying them. Like they wouldn't want to on just their sell broadcast themselves. networks. Yeah, they, they, they but they're different because they all their games are the national rights. telecast. They don't have local telecast. That, that's that's a major difference. Of there aren't the voice of the Niners is actually the radio guy, right? Right. Yeah. When people think like who calls Giants games, you think Krug and Kipe. Well, they don't even exist in football. Which do you think that ever changes? Or no, just too much money for national stuff. Yeah, why would uh, there's such an the, the beauty of the sport is that you and I will sit down and just be like, oh, Bills Dolphins, here we go. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sweet. And then you'll be compl- You'll be like, oh, we got fucking. I got to watch Tiki Barber here, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I got two on my team. <laughs> you always know. That's the one thing with NFL fans. They know the worst crew. Like, oh, we got you know, uh, you know, Dan Fouts. He doesn't even know who's on the team. You know, it's just one. You j- and you just acknowledge it and go with it. It doesn't fly as much in basketball and baseball because you get used to your local guy knowing your guy inside and out. You're conditioned that way. You're conditioned to know Tiki Barber might not know who your offensive coordinator is. You know, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Just fucking shut up. I'll just turn it down. Right. Music on in the background. Yeah. Uh, But, or Red Zone, right? Or Red Zone. I mean, I, I found myself going back and forth on Red Zone even when I have been playing Daily Fantasy. Like, I do like watching the ebb and flow of a football game. And you do not get that in the red zone. You have no clue for as great as it is and the action on a given, like, you can go through a 10-minute stretch on the red zone. It's just, it's elite. 
but you don't really know what's going on. Like, how'd they get to the 15-yard line? Like, what happened? Right. You know? Who's... You can see a team score, and they actually were playing like shit, right? You When you're watching a game, like football, to, like, really get a feel for the game, like, you do need to watch them kind of ebb and flow going back and forth. Offense, defense, offense, defense. You do not get that at all on the red zone. You have no clue what's happening besides who's scoring in the red zone, on the red zone channel. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, in the afternoon when you're getting chunks of games, it's probably a little more useful. Well, when there's three games going, yeah. Yeah. I, I, when the morning slate and there is seven to nine games going, it's hard to keep track. Besides, I mean, you keep track of the scores from a gambling standpoint. It helps you kind of just keep an eye on things. But if you're if your team's on, like if you're a Niner fan, you're fucking the Niner game's on when the Niner game's right, on, right? You know, uh, John. Before we move on, let's tell the people about sleepnumber.com/ham. Sleepnumber.com/ham. Uh, we appreciate your support, and that's all we uh, we ask you to do is just check it out. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. As more places reopen and we safely enjoy the summer, quality sleep, so important as it always is. Natural immunity booster helps with energy and recovery. Every guy on uh, on tour wearing their little bracelet knows how important that is. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham to, to uh, shop your way, either at a Sleep Number store or online at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guys, really easy. If you're looking for a new bed, this is the cream of the crop. Sleep number. I have one. You have one. I love sleep number beds. They are elite. Uh, the, the beds, I mean, it really has something for everyone. The, the, having a good night's sleep is absolute game changer. I, how much better do you feel? Well, after a good night's I'll sleep? tell you this, John. One of the tips from sleep number to get a good night's sleep is ambient noise can be helpful if you can find the right times, like a little sound machine, right? Create a peaceful place. Um, you keep the bedroom at a cool temperature, low to mid-60s. Okay, that's doable. The sleep number bed is big. Here's here's why you need a good bed, at least you and me do, because one of the we other tips they have is... Belichick's, Belichick's ambient noise is like, <laughs> just, just mumbling. It's just the sound of like headphone static. The sound of Tom Brady's airplane leaving the New England area. But don't drink caffeine past 3 p.m. That's one of their tips for better sleep. I do not follow that tip. So good bed. I need all the help I can get. Yep, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get on it right now. Uh, proven quality sleep is life-changing. Sleep number 360 smart bed. And now for a limited time, save up to $500 on select beds. Shop your way at Sleep Number Store online at sleepnumber.com slash ham or by chat. Uh, sleep number bed owners enjoy almost an hour's more sleep per night. Just incredible. Get, get on it. Once you get on it, you'll understand why. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. All right, John, uh, I guess this was, what day was this? Was this Friday you tweeted a photo on the YouTube, the photos up, of Trent Williams, and your tweet is here, I'd want this guy protecting my blind side. And there is more, this is a wide-angle lens that the 49ers have at this press conference. Um, there's more Trent Williams than there is not Trent Williams in the frame of the, of the photo. It is incredible. I'll be completely honest, beside him in a Redskins uniform, I didn't quite know what he looked like. He's fucking massive. Like, take nothing away from Joe Staley. Incredible career. Hall of really good. Hall of, he'll have his number probably retired by the Niners. I, he will have he it will, retired yeah. by the Niners. Anything. Yep. He is one of the, the great staples in franchise history. Character-wise, ups and downs, multiple Super Bowl teams, starting left tackle. This guy just looks like 
I mean, I, I don't even know. He looks enormous, guy. I mean, his arms are fucking huge. Just watching him talk, he actually was... I, I watched his press conference. When you just hear about a player, you get this perception in your head, and maybe it's because he didn't play last year and weird things in Washington. I didn't think he was like a bad guy, but I didn't... I was kind of just... I had no really thought. I was like, oh, yeah, Trent Williams. I'm watching him talk, going, this guy's really impressive. You know, offensive linemen tend to be smart. And I go, well, who loves him? The Shanahan family loves him. Like, what type of guys do they like? I don't know, high-character guys. If anything, like, they don't really do elite players that are slappies. Like, they really don't like that guy. They like a blue-collar, like, obviously they would love an elite player, but they want him to be, act like Joe Staley. Like, Kyle Shanahan right. loved Joe Staley. And then you watch this guy talk, and you go, God, how much does this suck that this seven-time, like, all-pro who is looks like the biggest guy in the NFL and guy he is from a from a football geek standpoint he's like a dancing bear like he has wide receiver feet remember that video break if anyone that didn't see the video break that go to our YouTube channel watch from when they signed him the video we did we did we did an offensive line film breakdown because that's what we do it was incredible he's just a freak and it just it, you hear him talk remember when Andy Dufresne obviously when he gets out of the pipe and he looks up and it's pouring rain but when just how happy he is when he gets to the island, I can't imagine what it feels for this guy to go like, I'm out of that hellhole. Like I, I was there my entire career, and I was the best player every year I was there, and we just always lost. But it's it's one thing to lose; it's another thing. The stories that go on in that place, right, are just you're not proud of wearing the logo. Yeah, it's just outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not proud to represent. You're always answering. You're always answering questions about your owner and your GM, let, let alone the team, right? It's always something. Think about it, it was nonstop. How many years did he just like, how good is Cousins Kirk? and how RG3? Kirk? How, should Kirk yeah. get paid? Should Kirk get paid? How much do you love Kirk? Do you hate Kirk? <laughs> right? I also think the thing, and, and you were talking about some of what he had to say. I just think looking at him, too, it's a reminder and, I mean, this generally happens, John, at the highest levels. It's the same reason I took Finau, DJ. Like, you just look at who – Brooks. Well, Brooks wasn't very good, but the teams that win championships generally have the best players, blue-chip talents. Like, the NFL, it's not a surprise. You look around, you go, oh, look, they got a bunch of first-rounders. I just think the longer you are at a high level, the more expensive your team gets – the more you just have to hit blue chippers, right? And that means hitting draft picks. That means not missing on free agents. That just whatever you do, everything matters just a little bit more. And here they are replacing Joe Staley, who, you know, by most, he didn't come into the league as a blue chipper, but he ended up playing like a blue chipper. It's just hard to find blue chippers the more expensive your team gets. And this guy is just, uh, I mean, he checks every box blue chipper. Well, think, think of how hard it is, guy to find left tackles. If I just said, like, hey, Team X needs a left tackle, like, what are you going to do right now? Be like, well, Bill O'Brien's like, well, I'd trade three first-rounders for a sweet one. Like, okay, that's what it costs. Or you got to draft one. Well, what happened this year? Four guys went in the top 13 picks, right? Because when the Niners went from 13 to 14, I think that was the fourth. Or it might have been the fifth guy off the board. So you just go, well, you either got to draft one high or you got to trade – every asset known to man for a guy, and that guy has to be on the block. And th they just kind of lucked into this guy, given that he missed all last season, given that he loved Kyle. I mean, I, it kind of felt like the, re the Vikings were offering more, and he basically said, like, I won't play for you. So he cooked the books a little bit. 
and I'm not trying to get a you know put the cart before the horse here, but like more than likely he's going to be really good this year if he's healthy. What you know, John? I if he's healthy, part, how is he not really good? Well, yeah, part of the trade, right? They can't franchise him. Remember that yeah, part? Yeah. Well, he's. What do you think a starting star left tackle costs? Like I do. Would you more do than like, a star tight end, John? Do you, you, yeah. Do you just give him like three years, seventy million guarantee at all, something like that? You know, where it's like twenty two a year type, twenty three a year. Can you give him that contract before George Kittle gets paid? I mean, that's not how Belichick would do it. You can't build your team that way. Right. I mean. But he's going he's to get, if he's healthy and they resign him, he's going to get more money than George Kittle. Right. Not even close. Unless they, unless some reason he'd sign like a. How much did you, what, two, did, what number did you say? I did like three years, like $23 million a year. Because I think Laramie Tunzel's like 21, 22. No, well, so Laramie's 66. Yeah. Three would years. You do three, would you 40, do three years? 40 guaranteed. Would you do three years, 66 guarantee at all? Because for him, he'd bell it while hit the market and get like 80 guaranteed. Yeah, I mean. Would he get? Would he get 80 guaranteed? Way, I mean, the highest. He's, he's way better than Laramie Tunsil. I know, but but $40 million is the guarantee at signing right now that Laramie what, got. What did, I think Trent Brown got 36 last year. Yeah, so maybe it cost $50 million. So it's like three years, $66 million, 50 guaranteed. That's a lot of money to give a 33-year-old. I mean, Trent's last guarantee was $30 million. <laughs> What year was that? Was uh, it was a five-year, $68 million deal. So, if this is the last year of the deal five years ago. So, if you're him, you're like, I got $30 million back in 16 or 15. What do you think he's thinking? F- 55? Yeah. <laughs> to me, 55. <laughs> so, you 52. guarantee him. If you do guarantee him in the mid-50s, you're basically signing him to a three-year contract, right? Yeah. You know, because 50 would be 225. But once you get to, like, over 50, you're kind of in it with him for three years. Which, if he's healthy, that's fine. But this is the kind of player you do that with. Yeah. But I just, I'm just i just saying, it's going to be really expensive. Yeah, but like, what's there, the op- there, No discounts. Yeah. What's the replacement they, they got lucky cost? Just, well, yeah, there is. I mean, you either draft a guy, their pick, if they're good, is going to be out of the realm of drafting a guy And high. is he ready to play left tackle on a Super Bowl contender? Maybe. I, I mean, yeah. is McGlinchey going to move? I mean. Oh, yeah. No, no. So. Is, is, I like Mike McGlinchey. Jury still out of Mike McGlinchey? Just being No, nah, like, I think it's one of those, like, we don't worry about it. We move on. We're happy we got him. Yeah. I'm just keeping an eye. I mean, he was he got banged up a little. Po- he came on the podcast. He, yeah. I, again, I love the guy, Mike McGlinchey. He, he did get drafted ninth overall. You know, it's not like. If you found him in the second round, you'd be like, oh, 10-year starter, right tackle. Like, I just – I draft a guy ninth overall. I'm looking for, like, Mitchell Schwartz. It was, I mean, was a second-round pick. Yeah. Again, I, I'm, I'm bullish on Mike McGlinchey, but he just – he'd be a little better than he was last year. Now, he was hurt, but, again, I'm, I'm pro Mike McGlinchey. This is not, not anti-you, Mike, if you're listening. We, thanks for coming on the podcast. I hope to have you again. Just he, – he's, he's going to be asking for some money soon. Yeah. I, I think that's – like, he, he ain't breaking the – but you're not breaking the bank for Mike McGlinchey. That's part of my point. Maybe you just get Mike McGlinchey cheap. But I think a lot of people around the league would be like, well, he's just a solid right tackle. Those guys, if he were to hit the market, he'd get paid. They'd get, they just get paid. It's just one of those positions where it's easy to get a lot of money. How many humans have you ever met walking down the street, 6'5", 3'10", and could like, if there's a car accident, could like jump right over it? You know? Most fat, huge people, they're always kind of clumsy. And These guys are like elite athletes. And smart. Very sharp. There just aren't that many humans. They, they don't exist. Someone, 
Shaq did something funny the other day, and the first response to the tweet was Shaq's high school picture. And it is 11 white guys, and most of them are small. And then there's Shaq in the middle, who just looks skinny and long, but he is enormous. And it was just like, the, the picture said a thousand words. It was just Shaq with his high school team. Where I think at the time he was like, didn't he grow up on an army base or like bouncing around, yeah. you know? But it was just, the picture was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but that, but part of that is like if you look at like Mike McGlinchey's high school, like I bet he and just most of these offensive linemen, someone's like they, they showed a video of Zion in high school. Yeah, and, he, and this guy was trying saw to that. like <laughs> you just get some of these pictures sometimes of like Trent. There's a chance Trent Williams blocked a guy in high school, like went up against a defensive end that looked like me on, on one given game against a da- bad team or something. And he might even feel bad, like I'm not going to hurt Right, where the guy. only right. prerequisite <laughs> to be in that league is just your age. That's the only thing that separates. Just your age. Yeah. If, you're, <laughs> if you're undersized or oversized, whatever, you're in the, all in the same league. Yeah. He's to Trent Williams. I also thought when I saw that picture, Richard Sherman doesn't get enough credit for having the balls, and I went to the YouTube to watch it when he's like, Hit me in my face. Or he's like, say that to my face. Yeah. And Richard's like, oh, fuck yeah, I will. And then, he, and then he's like, I'll hit you. And he's like, hit me. Yeah, he didn't go Astros like, pitching coach on that one. No, he did not. Richard's crazy. In a good way. Because I, I would never. You just see that picture. How many humans, even the crazy ones, would mess with Trent Williams? A small, small percentage in like world history. You're talking about off Richard, a football field? Yeah, I'm just talking off a of football field, but that non-game. Like Richard went up to him in the post game and stood right in his face. Yeah, but he's like, Richard. He plays in the NFL. He knows what big collisions are like, right? He's Richard. Still, I mean, he hit him pretty hard. No, no, I, I'm just <laughs> saying. Like at least Richard just understands. Yeah. Under like he goes in eyes wide open about what Trent Williams' capabilities are. I yeah, bet most knows. people don't comprehend what Trent Williams shoving you in the shoulders would feel like. Do you think Trent Williams could grab you and grab me with both hands and lift us both up simultaneously? Yes. Easily. By our necks, not even by a shirt. Like cats, you know how they're out of the neck? Yeah, Yeah, where where like dogs, where they take their their little puppy around, you know? Do you think there's any chance if we put pads on, you lined up in one gap, I lined up in the other gap, either of us could get by in a five-second hard count to the dummy in the quarterback? No, I mean, how wide would we have to go? You got to stay within relative, like you couldn't like come off the corner, right? You know, you'd have to line wide. Up you would Jim Washburn double wide eighteen. Yeah, no, you you could just line up outside like his right shoulder and one guy. I don't think so. The shoulder, but you can't like run around the center. Like you have to go up the gap. Yeah. So we both kind of have. He to could drive. reach both of us, right? Yes. What's his wings? I mean, no, no. Do you think the average like cow might be good enough where they had like NFL guy, but like a cow poly? You they know, had two could, guys, two two defensive linemen in, in the drill. You think they can get by him? Probably no chance. Right? I yeah, because <laughs> you'd say Cal. One guy'd have a shot, right? If he's just quick enough, and he's like a, a future third enough round strength, pick. you know. And the defensive tackle might be three hundred pounds. Four years of real college might, weight training. Yeah, but one dude from you, uh, yeah. Are you wearing the uh, the neck gaiter just around the house? By the way, yeah, it just, it's actually really comfortable. <laughs> Keeps you I nice just, and cool. Yeah, I've just been well. It's hot. I mean, it's cold in my house, but I've just been wearing it. I, I really like it. I actually think. Do you think this? I'm not trying to go down a negative road, but is there a chance, like, once the vaccine happens and Corona goes away? I guess it never. These diseases don't go away. But do you think a lot of people will continue to wear masks? Well, I have heard people say that, like, I'm not going to shake hands anymore, like that whole deal. I'll go back to. I look forward to shaking somebody's hand. You know, it's been a while. Um, 
I'm, not ta- I'm talking the mass though. I, I feel right, like, like a I, I think amount of people were mass. I would imagine you'll see you'll still see it like air travel. I don't think you'll see it walking down the street or. You don't a, think so? I you know I I don't think you'll see a lot of it. I I'm kind of open. I might to continue I to wear. You know, now that you bring it up, I might consider continue to wear a bandana around my neck because I think it looks cool. And then I just pop. That's it what up. I'm saying. This is this is a good look, but I, the mask is not like it just doesn't look good like a mask. Mm. These actually don't look terrible. Like what Tiger was doing, a lot of the golfers yeah. were wearing it. I, I kind of like it. I've gone bandana, <laughs> and I just to me it's just a comfortable. My problem with I'll the bandana is golf. you got it. It always comes untied. I double knot it. You know, you double knot it. Yeah. But so you can always just put a just put it up, put down. it down, put it up, put it down. Rob a bank, put it down. Gotcha. So steal somebody's horse, put it back down. Yeah, um, as of this recording, who knows if you're listening to this Monday or Tuesday or I don't Thursday, whatever. Um, if you listen to this Thursday, you're a podcast behind, but or two potentially. Um, but it does feel like this weekend there was a the, the college football season is headed towards a cancellation. Dennis Dodd wrote that he talked to two Power Five ads that told him they think that's what's going to happen. I saw some updated betting odds that people think that's what's going to happen. There was a report uh, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, that the Big Ten presidents, most of them, kind of want that, that would prefer to move, try and move football to the spring. So there's just this increasing, whether you think that's right or wrong, it's just this increasing kind of uh, momentum for that. And so, I, John, I, I do think it's pretty likely because – we were talking. We've talked before. If this, if the college football season gets canceled, should the NFL move to Saturdays? I don't. Even though I think on one hand it'd be cool, I wouldn't try and juggle too many balls if I were the NFL. But I do think as we start this week, the the likelihood that we don't have football Saturdays is is increasing. I would say if it was a normal season, and for whatever reason there was a catastrophe, like the NCAA went under and they couldn't play college football, but the NFL was just business as normal they would think about rapidly, like, adding some games. I do think given this You're saying year, adding games or just moving some of the games? Yeah, excuse me, yeah. Bumping to Saturday. I don't think they'd, like, split it half and half. It would just be like, why don't we just add two games a Saturday, starting in October or something. Given that their corona battle is serious, too, and the travel is serious and dealing with everything is... I would imagine the people that are in charge of the hotels for the NFL, like the guy in charge of travel... It's pretty serious this year, right? Where are we going to say? Who are you guys going to have? Like, making the food. How do we trust you? Like, if I'm playing Tampa and I'm going to Florida, who am I? Do I send people early to make sure? Do we get outside food? Do we send our own cooks? Right. Like, it's it's not a normal travel year because I think the NFL feels pretty good about their 32 bubbles, right, that they can just handle within their own facility. You heard all these coaches say, like, I, I saw Kyle – I saw Bill O'Brien say like two weeks ago, he's like, "This, I think this is the cleanest place in Houston. I saw Kyle was like, you know, I was really nervous. And then you get here, it's like, God, I can't believe what they've done. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of don't... coaches saying that these facilities, I saw Belichick was like, I don't know what the plexiglass bill was around here, but it couldn't have been low. <laughs> you know, I, I just think that these coaches, when they first showed back up, had to be like, this place looks way different, yeah. right? Yeah. Now it looks better well, than, I, it looks I, better I, than I the dining bu- room table. I, I have a buddy in the NFL that told me he has to show up every day at work at 6.30 in the morning to get tested, seven days a week. Get, like, God, you, get, you drew the wrong get, side of stick. Get COVID tested or just, like, uh, temperature yeah, to the get, forehead? Get get the swab. I did read we're, like, we're getting close to, like, a saliva immediate, a quick a uh, quick read saliva test, but, yeah. wow. So the NFL, I think every well, so guy they have walking the, in. They have the capability in, to test every day. College football does not. 
Yeah. Well, they because they have a lot of. I mean, they have unlimited money. They can use tour whatever they want. Right. right? And, and the other problem for college football is that they don't have controllable populations. Right. No. In the way that and, the NFL and it, does, and it makes sense for the Arizona Cardinals or the Minnesota Vikings. If I got to bite the five million dollar testing expense to ultimately make the games, it's all worth it, right? And, and, college, and you don't have a workforce that is, you know, you have, it, college football has this whole other thing going on right now, right? With the athletes going, are you guys, are you guys, are you guys? I don't know if I want to play for you, right? So, not all of them, but there's just this whole other element with college football that doesn't exist. There's several elements, and the population being the biggest one is you just and the liabilities. Right there's all this talk about players that want to sign liability waivers. Football, everyone's going in with all the legal legal T's crossed and I's dotted. Yeah, they've already agreed to it through the union, right? The union signed a contract with them to do this. Yeah, because that's financially worth it for them. Where I saw that someone tweeted out, a media member in college football said that I got a text from someone in the NCAA that said you guys are all on the wrong story right now about that they're freaked out over Corona. Not that they're not. But I think the alarms going off right now are over the players, the United players kind of pushing back, and the momentum that's coming for the money and the NIL name, name image, image likeness. likeness yeah. And just that, it's clearly like it's getting to the point where they can't fight it anymore. Yeah. And I think I, 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 what my guess is kind of a combination of both that just fighting this public battle with the NIL, lobbying, which they're – they're going to have to just kind of tap out eventually, you think. And then the corona factoring in the college campuses, factoring in just the students. Are there going to be students? And just the, the things that you can't control, then you're not paying these guys. What if guys don't want to show up? Even though I think I've seen a lot of guys get retweeted into my time like they want to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I think most – if I was a college like player, the, Like the play. Donovan Thompson-Robinson, the quarterback at UCLA, has said, hey, look, I, I respect a lot of it. I want to play. I do think this in response to the being on the right or the well, wrong story. M- m- most young people are not. It's why why did 69 people total opt out of the NFL? It's like most people under 30 especially are not. You know, yeah, I, I don't mean, think the, most college football players. It's more about getting paid than like they're worried about dying from the crowd. Well, see, but that's where I – that's where – that's the point that that person was making about being on the wrong story, and that's where I kind of disagree. Like – Name, image, and likeness is going to happen. Now, is it going to happen from the federal government where it's going to be overly regulated, or is it going to happen? Because I, like, I, like I've said many times, John, they don't know what we know about how YouTube advertising works. They, I'm convinced that they haven't figured it out yet. It's going to hit them one day. because the, How would Mark Emmert even think about well, it? Well, like but, but somebody's right? got to be on the ball here. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe we'll consult. Maybe it'll be Haberman and Middlecoff before Congress. Uh, be good for the podcast. Yeah. Congressman, do you have twenty minutes? Well, guy, we could blow up in the South. Just pick one of their sweet players and pay him like you know a thousand bucks a week yeah. just to fucking come on the pod. Um, or weekly so, with uh, Joe played Sierra, the starting corner from LSU. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have a French last name. Um, but so, but NIL is going to happen on some level. The athletes who the Pac-12 athletes who wrote their thing in the uh, Players Tribune, right? A lot of the things that got attention were financial 50% NIL all that then they got on a call with Larry Scott the commissioner and the only thing they really what they were really uh offended by is they didn't feel like not even well maybe they were offended the main talking points was actually the health and safety when it came down to it for at least that group on their Pac-12 call so I think to play college football this year like this year if players really would be willing to sit, I think it would end up being more of a testing, liability, insurance, health and safety thing than it would be an NIL thing. Now, I do think big picture, 
there will one day be a world again without COVID and health and safety is not going to be a part of this conversation. That will just be about NIL. And that's where I do think it's coming. But I, I don't think NIL is what would keep players, even though it's something they're bringing up. I think they're bringing it up right now just because they feel like we got a lot of leverage. Let's ask for the moon. I think at the end of the day, though, right now, what they're at the heart of it, just based on what I saw from some players of what they said at that call the other night, I guess it was last Thursday night. What safety do they not have now? Well, they just they want, want uniform testing. They want da- they want daily testing um, like the NFL has. They want uniform testing across every campus. They want uniform, uh, excuse me, uniform policies across every league across the country. They just, just some, some of those protocols that, as we've seen, like protocols just kind of, you have that's a protocol, what they, that, but, That's what the Pac-12 guys were asking Larry Scott to do for the country? Well, what he, they, they want him to do, uh, it's, there's, there's some discrepancies between what they're asking for and what's actually in place. Like they're saying, we don't want to sign waivers. And the Pac-12 said, none of the things that you've signed are waivers. They're, they're more of those quote-unquote pledges. They're not, they're not legal waivers. Yeah, they're not binding. So they're going back and forth on that. Like, well, is it or isn't it? We don't think it is. And so it's a little messy. Who's, rep- who's representing the players? The players. But, like, who's their general counsel? Do they have, like, a lawyer, you think? Uh, like, writing no, memos? No, I mean, I'm sure they're like, consulting with uh, – there's a guy who used to play football at UCLA who's – Is that legal? They have a, have a lawyer do pro well, bono see, work? Well, see, that, that's, that's actually been another factor in all this that – because someone in the legal realm is helping Well, there's a guy out, named right? uh, Ramogi Huma who Can has had this nonprofit guys, for many years. The Uniteds. Well, it's 12 ineligible. contacts, but they say there's hundreds of them. So, I, you know, and yeah. again, are hundreds of people willing to not play? I have a hard time believing that. But anyway. So every school is represented in the Pac-12 thing, right? No. By, by one contact. No. Not every school was represented. No. So, uh, USC did not have a guy on that list. <laughs> See? But some schools had two. I think Arizona okay. had a guy, but he actually said he was going to play. It's it's not the, Tro- the, Tro- the Trojans did not have a player involved in that. Well, they might have had a player involved, but they did not have a player listed as a player representative. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you see what it's like to play football, at USC. <laughs> yeah. Think I'm, think I'm tapping out. So anyway, fight on, baby. Um, real quick, you want to get some base? We got a DM. We got a couple of DMs from people. I got some Giants questions. We we got a, uh, some A's DMs. We're not going to break things down. Although I did like, did you see the sign that the A's hung on Saturday after their eighth straight win? No. It said 21.6 because eight wins over a 60-game season is like 21.6 wins in a row over 162. That was funny. That's pretty good. That's uh, good. But we had a good fight, good Astro. Like a real, this John was a real, I mean, like two guy, one guy tried to really fight. Everyone else. I saw a shove. Uh, Ramon Laureano tried to fight after getting baited by the pitching coach. And Can you bait as a position coach? No, in baseball, absolutely not. Yeah. If he wasn't That's even wearing a, a jersey, no. And then he, and what then are you he hid doing? behind the guy? And then he hit behind I, I the guy because he knows he'd be off. A credit. coach he, can't actually fight, right? That'd be worse no, well, than being. You a You think there are going to be suspensions off this? Yes, and that's the thing. Is I've saw a lot of A's people on Twitter, A's fans, like Ramon Laureano. He got baited. Look, man, baited to human beings means somebody talks shit to you. It doesn't mean somebody actually put a hook in your cheek and reeled you in. Like, you ran after the guy, you tried to throw a punch, you jumped into it, so maybe you didn't say the first thing, but you ran to their dugout, so we could argue, quote-unquote, if you started it, but yeah, he should, I love him, I like watching him, he should be punished, he, 
This is you wasn't a fish getting pulled out of the water. Did, but did he get hit three times? Uh, twice. To, so I mean I like he ain't getting the seven game Joe Kelly probably right. He'll get a couple games. I'd imagine. I don't know. I mean it's a pretty hard line. Like you cannot start fights, especially this year with Corona. That's I mean, what it's. To, it's about that. Yeah, but I, I do think that they threw at him multiple times. The position coach, I, I think you got to suspend the position coach for a couple games, right? He can't be well, involved. A couple, in the, I mean, in the ten, I, yeah. You could argue whatever. They both get the same thing. It was really entertaining. He was hauling ass. He's really when, fast. When, when you go after a group of like, you go at a dugout. It's just you versus them, especially when you're on first base, right? You're not on. It's not like your team's on defense. There's no one to help you out. I, I give the guy credit for yeah, just that's true. going in the line. That's true. Then. Legit fight. I mean, he legit tried I, I, to fight. I, I've said it from the jump, and it, it was these teams were going to come after him. I think one thing we've seen with the Astros this year, the teams that really hate him are the teams that really hated him, that I had a bone to pick, right? The Dodgers, think it cost the World Series. The A's have been playing them for the last three a, well, years. Well, and A's turned them in, right? And the A's turned them in. Kind of. Slash, how many, how many games do you think the A's? Yep. Remember Bob Melvin had mentioned, like, there was some weird shit going I on. I think they always I kind think, of alluded to, before it was known, like they would make little comments about it. To me, there were three teams that was like, when they played them, it was going to get weird, and it was the Dodgers won. The Yankees, if there were fans allowed, to me would have been an easy two, just because I think if the Astros would have gone to New York, that would have been crazy. Yeah. And I think the A's were going to come for them in some form or fashion. And then you start hitting their guys. I, I just think, have you seen some of the stats on Jose Altuve? He's hitting like, like I, one. I guess he hitting under 200? Size. Like, you just... No player in the history. I, I saw Goulet, Coward's guy, yeah, was like John. once once he got nailed. John Goulet tweeted like, I've "Told Colin forever, it was either cheating or steroids because no guy five five can be this good." And he was clearly <laughs> he wasn't just like one of the best players. He was becoming an all time great player. And is he really talented? Probably, but you can't tell me he's not. If if the, if he has a couple years of just batting two hundred, I mean, guy, he was hitting like three eighty. But to me, that's the key. Like, it's not going to be. This is fifteen games. If he has a couple years of this, yeah. But would I mean, he go he down had, as like Bernie. Would he go down as like a Bernie Madoff? If he just yeah, like, but John, understand he, like he hit three forty six years ago. So were they doing this for six years? Would yeah, he, probably not. He led the league. I remember. In, I remember. I googled it, and I I was like, God, two thousand fifteen. He was pretty good. He had, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he hit two ninety as a, his rookie year in twelve. Yeah, so I mean, I I think it's fair to say they weren't banging the drums back in twelve. What did he hit in thirteen? You got a stats up? Yeah, so thirteen he hit two eighty three, thirteen uh, five homers. The next year he hit three forty one, seven homers. The next year three thirteen, fifteen bombs, three thirty eight, twenty four bombs, three forty six, twenty four bombs, and seventeen, three sixteen. Last year he actually can't. Last year he hit two ninety eight. His average came down last year. But yeah, I mean, if the rest of his career he is just well, remember an average what happened player. last year? They they stopped doing the drums, right? They couldn't do the drums anymore in nineteen, but they could do the buzzers. His average came down you, thirty points from the year like the year prior as well, though. So maybe he's just yeah, I don't. But yes, I'm with you. Like they did not do the drums in nineteen, though. That no, no, was, I'm saying so his average like, came down thirty points in eighteen. Gotcha. Maybe he's just trying to swing for the fences when he knows the pitch. I I I'm kind of hoping he gets exposed as a fraud because I just it's just hard to – I mean, it, someone forwarded me a clip. I guess he had like seven defensive blunders a day, like tripping – I think he's in his own head now, and that's just the nature of like baseball is kind of like golf or kicking. You can probably get really, really frustrated when you're sucking and then you feel this pressure. He does get bailed out, though, with the no fans. 
He really does. Because I think he would have heard it. I one want, thing you say about all the steroid the one thing you say about the steroid guys, they had to face the music for eighty one games, right? Yeah, I do part of me wonders though if they're almost cause I, I think I heard Fossey say, like, well, without fans, it's easier to hear a lot of stuff. And he didn't mean the mics, he meant for the players to hear what they're saying to each other. Like for guys to hear. I wonder if players are chirping, if almost having the fans there would have helped the Astros just to have some natural noise that's just a little bit yeah. of a distraction. You've told me, and I, I don't know the answer on this, but in baseball and in the NBA, when they have the fake crowd noise, do you think players can hear that or no? I don't think so. You think it's just dead noise in their playing baseball? Because I, I, I texted yeah. someone else that they said they thought they could hear the noise. Really? I, I don't know. Well, I didn't know. I no Did clue. you see that clip of, of Charles asking whether or not the players can see in the NBA the digital fans? Were they, were they acted like he was an idiot because he, he thought they were like actual humans? No, I thought he was just saying, can the can the players see the digital when boards? They, when they the look at the wave, board, right. can they see like Shaq sitting there? And, they, and everyone else was saying they cannot see it, that the players cannot see that. I would assume I that thought that the players could the camera. see it. Yeah, I thought the camera is just shooting live to the court, and that's what the court sees and what we right. see. So, do you, do you know? I assumed I, I was with Chuck. I ass- like I thought the I, players could. see I it. assumed it's like a it's like a TV board, and just the fans are up there that the players can see yeah. it, and we can see it. So just somebody tell us because I'm with. Chuck. I thought everyone's making fun of Chuck. I'm like, here's the other thing. And that clip, no one even gave Chuck a like. It wasn't really clear that he got a straight yeah. answer. No, see, and I assumed that they hear maybe not as loud as we hear it on TV but just some ambient crowd noise in a park. That it's not just dead air. But maybe you're right. Well, I don't, the, really I don't know. Either. The reason I think that is because a lot of the broadcast, what you get is if a guy gets a hit, you'll hear more crowd noise. If there's a home run, there's more crowd noise. So that is somebody in the TV truck adjusting the crowd audio. Playing like with a board. Yeah. So that's why I think that. Because I was watching a Yankee game the other day that didn't have it, and it was brutal and then somebody hit like a double and it came up so i don't know if they were just riding it too low or what um so that's why the other thing is you can hear like i think people have made the point like these everyone can really hear each other on the baseball field that's the other thing that makes me think there's not crowd noise coming through the speakers i haven't thought that much about it baseball is a little weird i mean it, it works but it's it is weird basketball just looks completely different it's just a it, they just manipulated the situation, so you're just watching something completely different. I football is gonna look weird. I, I don't see how it doesn't, right? Yeah, just empty stadiums have just no juice. I mean, a huge part of it is like a third quarter in a tight game. People are chanting. It's like people get pissed. You're amped. I it, it's gonna be weird because golf. I don't even really think you notice it. I mean, it would help and the cheers and they, they bring it up sometimes. Like that would have got a loud roar, <laughs> but I, it's just. To watch guys play golf. You know, I, I think in football... Also, the when they spray shots, the probably that's where it, where you spray yeah. a shot and you have to hit it from, like... And the people are surrounding them, and you got to hit it down the way we did and last year at the U.S. Open around DJ. What did you, yeah, didn't you just, yell something? Or you were just like, come no, on, DJ! Or something like that. Remember, we had DJ <laughs> I mean, surrounded on 18 on Saturday. The, the on Friday. one thing you, in golf, you just hear a lot of people's names. Hey, JT! How about Rory! the fan at Harding Park oh. yelling, go Raiders through the fence at Tiger? That, that was pretty... That was incredible, guy. You caught that. They that yelled good. at Tiger every single where, place he went when he went to the stretch by this fence. It was like 12, 13. It's really just 12 and 13, right, when you feel it. I guess 11 where the where the green is, and the 12 tee box when you're walking down is right across the fence. 
and he did not look any day that I watched him until the guy said, give me a nod for Raider Nation, and that got his attention, and then Van Pelt's like, well, he does love his Raiders. So to me, it, it just there is something to be said about the power of sports and the power of football and just the power of just teams and fans and bringing it together. Like, that was, if I'm a Raider fan, that was a cool moment. Like, that's got his fucking attention talking Raiders. Not like, it'd be one thing if, like, he's a Patriot fan, they're always kicking everyone's ass. I mean, the team sucks. Do you think Tiger has the NFL package and watches every yes. Raider game? There's no doubt about it. Why would he not? Yeah, he has to, right? Don't you think? You would th- I would think he, if he's home on a Sunday for sure. Why would he not? Because football, like if that's your team, you're going to watch them play. I wonder what he – I'd be fascinated what he thinks of Derek. I wonder like, – Would he crush him or would he, would he be like, you know, like he, – because he – I mean, he's got pretty high standards. You'd think like he'd, he'd want a little more out of his quarterback probably, right? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of Derek on my timeline. You think he's texting Gruden? I'm getting a lot of Derek on my timeline. I just, this is a big year, man. I've just seen a lot of like kind of feeling ourselves and just like all, just kind of acting like we're a top six or seven quarterback. Just well, let's get let's get a season here, John. A month away. Uh, how about are you are you giving Hunter Pence a hard time for losing a pop up by uh, missing a pop up by by misplayed it by about forty yards, lost a no hitter. This is where I give him some slack, John. It was the sixth inning. Johnny Cueto was nearing 100 pitches. I, I had the game on TV, too, while I was watching uh, Better Call Saul. Johnny Cueto also twice came up, like, limping. The second time, the trainer had to come out to make sure he was okay. Now, he stayed in the game. But it, it, Hunter Pence might have saved Johnny Cueto from himself if he had stayed in that game too long. He did have a great tweet of me, did have a good my tweet. plans, 2020. Like, that That was pretty funny. It, I'm sorry. Like, I was not watching the game live. I just saw a lot of people tweeting about it. I give him no shit. Like, he made a blunder. Ninth inning, okay, maybe it's it's obviously a big deal. It's the sixth inning. You got Johnny Cueto. No chance they were going to – he would not have finished the game, right? They would have just had other people pitch. So, it would have been a team no-hitter if they pulled it off. It's just like I, I just I, I'm sorry, guy. I don't take any Giants game seriously this year. Like whether I'm just a hater or whatever. I'm a oh, but I'm, I'm not talking Giants about taking it seriously. No, I I know, but it's like I when your game like to me if that's a Yankee team or a Dodger team or like a, or the A's, I just think the random this year too. Like whatever. Maybe it's a bigger deal in a normal year. I just until Hunter I, Bishop I, comes up, John. Well, yeah, and then we'll get him on the pod. We just need him to be a star. I'd I'd like him to be like a seven time, uh, you know. Gold Glover slash, you know, go to the Hall of Fame. Yep, I'm with it. All right, so do we know, do you want to just take a guess where the PGA event is this week since we're going to do a DraftKings? Uh, I have no, I don't know. I don't either. I, don't I got a PGA Tour stop. Let me do a is little it, Google the, search here. Is it the Wyndham? Is that what it is? Because I think I saw Jordan Spieth committed it, on like Friday. It is the Wyndham, which is at Sedgefield Country Club, Pittsburgh. No. Okay. Isn't this the thing that uh, what's his name won? Um, uh, redheaded guy, didn't he win this last year, or the year before? Because he's a Wyndham guy, actually. Andy Dalton? No. Nope. Um, Spurgeon win? <laughs> no. I I I got no clue. Got you would no know him. Clue. I mean, totally. It's very you know. Once upon a time, would you would he was in a bunch of. Uh, 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 why am I blanking on his name? Anyway, I don't know who's in yeah. this thing, but I mean, we, I, I'd say Snedeker. Go Brent people. Snedeker, I think is. Didn't he win it recently? Do you, I mean, you think a lot of guys are going to play in this after you just grinded that out? I can't out? imagine. Uh, like, Especially people. Hold on, we're trying to make points. the pitch here for DraftKings. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, we're going to play to keep the juice. Sergio's but. in. Patrick Reed's in. John Spieth is in. Rose. Answer. Okay. Kisner. Zach Johnson. Schwartzel. Danny Willett. How about this headline at Wyndham.com? Major winners, Zach Johnson, Charles Schwartzel, Danny Willett, Jim Furyk, and Lucas Glover will play. <laughs> what would they do to get Tiger there? I mean... I mean, hell, they'd hi- they'd die for like Roethlisberger. To show it's all up, about the right? FedEx Cup points, John. Like, hey, Mike Tomlin, could you come out here and just play eighteen on like a Thursday? We'll just follow you around. <laughs> the Big camera. Ben, can you just caddy? <laughs> you see, Big Ben say he lost like thirty or forty pounds. No, has he lost thirty or forty pounds? Yeah, he said he he said he hasn't been this light in twelve years. You know, part of his injury was three. I don't think they we realized like we knew he had a bad like he lost the season for the shoulder. Three tendons ripped off. But I did read that he had been dealing with the pain. Remember how Richard, when he tore his Achilles, had had like a sore Achilles for like a year? And they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to rip. And I think his elbow was one of those like, it's probably going to go. But what you just got to go till it goes. <laughs> you know, it's not like you, you can't have the surgery until it goes. Like, unless you want them to just cut right, it off. Right. There's no reason to cut it off. Yeah. It's not and like changing Kepka. your oil early, getting out ahead of it. Well, I, I saw Kepka like, I can't technically have surgery yet because it's not my meniscus isn't ripped enough. But it's painful. It's just in kind of no man's land. And I think it happens sometimes. I, I can't relate, but like with tendons and some of these areas with these guys that press it, maybe Roethlisberger does come back. I, I Actually, when I saw he was skinny and now his elbow's rebuilt, maybe they got a chance to – I mean, are we crazy to think Pittsburgh? Like they went 8-8 eight eight with no quarterback. Defense is sweet. He gives them some juice. Who's to say that like – they, they don't look at, like, the Ravens as, like, the big bad wolf. Yeah. You know, it's not like yeah. they're going to be like, the Ravens. Like, what are we going to do? Could they be a sleeper to win that division? Because I think everyone's like, Ravens win the division. Well, I would Colin say, like. Coward called them 16-0. I'm just saying, just keep an eye on the Steelers. Tannenbaum wrote them good, if, if he's good, do you agree that they're, like, if he. If they're a Robert playoff team. solid, they're a lock playoff yep. team. Because their defense is sweet, and they just have offensive guys. Yep. Tannenbaum, I mean, I. Listen, Mike, you can't say Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield is better than Roethlisberger. Like, you just can't. If you want to is say that exactly what he better? said, though, or was he just saying if those guys, like, those guys have potential? I think he was saying, like, those guys have potential if they're better than Ben, which they're drafted really high. Maybe they could be. It's, but not but not this year. No, but I, I, guess but I mean, I, I think he's saying, like, hey, how do we know for sure that, that, that uh, uh, Burrow isn't going to have a better year than. Just he's talking about the number one pick who was a superstar. Like, do you think Joe Burrow's going to? No, I don't. But I, I do. I don't think he was saying like Joe Burrow's better than Ben Roethlisberger right this second. I, I just, I think Ben's earned the respect when you talk. To me, it's one thing. Yeah, but I think he's just trying to talk about possible scenarios. No, I I get it. But I just Baker's coming off. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and Joe Burrow gets drafted to the Bengals. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. (laughs) It's just not a great setup for those two guys. Now, Baker should have a better season. I mean, last year was atrocious. To me, we've seen the Joe Burrow just highly touted guy, drafted the worst team. It's probably going to look really ugly. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't expect him to be good at all. And not because I don't think he's good. I just think it's that not set up you're going to look up some yeah. games where it's like, Joe Burrow just throw three pick sixes in the third quarter. <laughs> you know, like He's just going to have some of those moments, right? Against the Ravens and the Steelers, too. I, I The one where he gets bailed out is like, he benefits greatly from no fans, right? Going to like play Pittsburgh mm-hmm. or Baltimore mm-hmm. on like a Thursday night. Hell, even going to play Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I got a good fan base. He he benefits greatly. So actually, maybe it's set up for Joe Burrow to be decent. 
All right. Of. On that note, adios. Get in our DraftKings game this week. Yo, tweet it out Monday morning if you're listening. P.O. All right, later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.